Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 237th episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton of Waterfront Winters, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean Wisniewski of The Corner Workshop. And tonight, we're visiting with Austin Waldo of the Austin School of Furniture and Design to talk about the upcoming Texas Woodworking Festival. So um, I think uh, any uh, loyal listener has heard us mention the festival, and we had Austin on a couple of months ago, and he's uh, back as our guest to talk a little bit more detail now that things are are truly finalized and we're just a couple of weeks away from the festival but before we jump in there um diami couldn't be with us uh this evening but he did have an announcement he wanted to make a um, friend of his um her dad passed away and uh, apparently he has a radial or had a radial arm saw family has it now and they're willing to give that away uh diami doesn't know precisely the condition of it, but it's supposed to be in fairly good condition. And uh, if you're interested in that and live in the Long Island, New York area, Nassau County, uh, you can uh, DM Diami on either Instagram or Twitter and uh, find out a little bit more about the saw and exact locations and whatnot. So if you're interested in a free radio alarm saw, please uh, DM uh, Diami, Instagram or Twitter. There you go. So. Probably a probably a good find for somebody to get a good tool into another home. Yep. Mm-hmm. But with uh, with that said, um, let's get back to uh, Austin and talk about the Texas Woodworking Festival. So before we get into the who, what, where, when, and why, let's get into the when and where. So um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about the uh, the the when it is, uh, what time it is, location, parking. And uh, anything else you want to share about the where and uh, 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 what did I say? The who, what, where, and why? Where and when. Where and when. Have to well, forgive yeah. me. I'm a little uh, sleep deprived today, so oh. I apologize. Well, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me back. Yeah. I, I guess the uh, last podcast wasn't wasn't too bad that you guys allowed me to come back. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Not at all. More than happy to have you. Sure. Well, yeah, the Texas Woodworking Festival is coming up pretty soon. It's on April 6th, uh, running from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. The kind of where is in East Austin, which is actually where the school is located. And within a really, really large warehouse uh, that's at 3508 East Cesar Chavez, it's actually an an artist collective uh, that school operates out of among potters, cobblers, a bunch of woodworkers, metalworkers, uh, some jewelers and some other folks that are making some really cool stuff. So we're going to kind of turn that into a, a fun little event venue for this festival that we're having in April. Great. And um, so will there be plenty of parking? Uh, that's a great question. We have kind of a map that we're slowly building out to plan okay. out the parking. It will be street parking, which is always okay. interesting anywhere in, in central Austin. So we're going to kind of do our best to coordinate with um, local businesses that are around there and kind of figure out where we can have everybody park. 
but it's going to be that'll probably be the big thing for this particular year in this location is is figuring mm-hmm. out parking. So we're going to kind of try to do our best to accommodate everybody, but parking will definitely be uh, an interesting endeavor for everybody. Uh, so we definitely recommend if you have the ability to ride share or carpool or mm-hmm. e scooter, however you want to get there, uh, other than driving, is probably the best idea. Okay, great. And uh, the website that y'all have for that. Sure. You can find us on texaswoodworkingfestival.com. Okay. And at that website, we can, uh, we can of course, uh, purchase tickets. And tell us a little bit about uh, what you get for your, your ticket, the cost, and, uh, and what's going on there. Yeah. We're definitely going to have tickets available at the door for those folks that want to uh, wait till the last minute to grab one. But that is definitely dependent on us not selling out the full amount of tickets before then. So if you want to make sure that you get a spot uh, and can be led into the the event, then I think that's probably best to buy them online. But it's just like you know shopping on Amazon or anything else or buying a tool from some website. Uh, it's kind of an e-commerce setup where you can just grab a ticket. Uh, but the fun thing for this particular event is kind of a way that we are gearing it to help raise money for the school. Mm-hmm. So we actually let folks pick how much that they are paying for their ticket. Oh, fantastic. Mm. So, so the basic ticket is what, $15? And then if you want to pay a little bit over that, then you can help fund and sponsor the school. That's correct. Yeah. And so, so it's my understanding that a, a ticket gets me not only access to the event, but it gives me an open bar and a raffle ticket. <laughs> yeah. So we're having one of the local breweries that's kind of down in South Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, provide some beer at the event, so we'll have um, a number of choices of of nice local uh, craft beer for everybody, uh, and you can obviously have as much as you like within <laughs> within reason and uh, being <laughs> responsible uh, at the event. But uh, we'll have an open bar there, and we'll obviously have uh, water and everything else non-alcoholic for any of those that don't wish to partake. Mm-hmm. But then we also have a little raffle that we'll we'll give a ticket to each person that comes in that comes to the event, uh, and you'll probably definitely have to be present to win but we have some really cool prizes that we're looking to give away like what what, what kind of prizes are we looking at yeah we have uh, let's see a walnut slab that's from a, a local sawmill that's uh, texas urban sawmill there's mm-hmm. actually a, a gift card from bell forest products we we've bought some real cool figured wood and veneer from them before then there's rubio monaco has their their starter kit we have a festool sander that we're actually giving away mm-hmm. and then a local boot company has some really interesting looking um you could call them work boots they're they're definitely uh on the high end of work boots but boots that'd be great to have in the shop and look good while you're doing it hmm. nice and, and so uh can you buy additional raffle tickets we haven't quite figured that part out just okay. because we uh, we have the ability to do that but it, we're trying to figure out our volunteer base right now for the actual mm-hmm. event so TBD on that, but most okay. likely everybody will be getting at least one at the door. And if we can find a volunteer to help us work the raffle ticket table, then we'll definitely do that as well. What kind of numbers are you looking at uh, as far as already purchased or what's your maximum? Yeah. Just to get a pool there. Yeah, we're, we've sold, I think, close to 260 tickets so far. Okay. And I think our capacity for the entire space is 694. So Whoa. we have pl- plenty of room uh, mm-hmm. left left to go, but obviously, um, you know, we want to make sure it's nice and comfortable for everybody. So we may not go all the way up to to that full capacity. Yeah, no, that, but that's uh, that's pretty good odds. 
as it sits yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we found that last year most of the tickets tend to go in the last couple of weeks, so we're we're hoping to to have lots and lots of people sign up uh, in the next week or two and and come down to Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know a couple of people are trying to make the road trip down there from even out of state, and I know some some other folks that are uh, in state that are definitely coming from you know three four hours away. So it should be great. That's great. Yeah, we're excited. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to see a, a giant bus pull up with a bunch of woodworkers <laughs> hopping off. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe we should, uh, no, uh, well, um, uh, I, guess, I guess sponsors and exhibitors can't be eligible, but I started to say we should have a prize for the person that came the furthest, and I thought, well, damn you, coming from uh, New York <laughs> might win that, and that would be unfair. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I would have to double check on the mileage, but... There's a gentleman that I know that's uh, really good friends with Philip Morley, who uh-huh. just signed up for the the box making class with Matt Kinney, who uh-huh. is coming from Southern California for that box making class, okay. which is the which is the week right before the festival. So I told him that he should just stick around for a couple days. So if he comes, he may be the furthest traveling uh, woodworker to the actual event. Well, fantastic. So there. So I know Matt Kinney is going to be there. Any other? Uh, notable attendees or exhibitors? Yeah, yeah. We definitely have a lot of Texas mm. folks, which is kind mm. of the idea to to show off all the cool stuff that's happening in Texas, but also bring in folks from, from out of state. So a lot of the, the kind of, we'll call it household names or, or house shop hold names for, <laughs> for like the that. woodworking community is uh, Leslie Webb, um, Aaron Fox. Uh, Leslie Webb and Aaron Fox are actually doing a demonstration at the event, which will be really interesting. Then Gary Weeks and Austin Weeks will be there, and they make a lot of amazing chairs. Mm-hmm. So they'll have some rocking chairs, I'm hoping, and uh, we'll be talking to everybody. Philip Morley will be there. Andy Rawls will be there. Uh, a few of the folks that run some of the sawmills that are also furniture makers here in town. Uh, we have Lynn Dowd from Dowd's Tools that does a lot of those awesome uh, vintage hand tool sales. They'll be there. We have some maker yeah. spaces. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited about that. Anyone that uh, lives in Texas know, knows uh, us, uh, the Northeastern woodworkers, always talk about going to these uh, antique stores and finding all these planes, and we never can find them in Texas. Well, Dowd will bring some planes, yeah. <laughs> some vintage Aww. planes for sale, and all kinds of uh, other interesting tools. He runs a fantastic uh, uh, place. Uh, every time I'm in the Dallas area, I try to give him a call and go by and visit and see what he has. Yeah, well, he'll be bringing four tables worth of, of tools, so we're excited. <laughs> it sounds like him. <laughs> so who else is going to be there? I guess um, uh, I guess as far as some of the big names, you, uh, Lee Nelson's going to be there? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lee Nelson will be showing some of their hand tools. Uh, Pan Router will be at the event, which we're really excited about. And um, I have never actually used their particular tool which i'm excited to check out and actually kind of get a demonstration to see mm-hmm. how it works. i've seen lots of videos on it but i'm excited to, to see it in action yeah i've i've uh, i'm in the same boat you are i've i've seen it and i think i've seen it demoed a couple of times but uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately i really haven't had any uh, any time to really look at it but uh yeah that's that's pretty interesting too now I, I assume that uh, the uh, some of the woodworkers are going to be there. They're going to have you know some of their their furniture there on display, like uh, Leslie and uh, Philip and Andy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
several of the the actual exhibitors are going to be bringing a piece of furniture with them to be at their table. But then we're also asking a few kind of random uh, woodworkers here in town to to just bring a piece of furniture to exhibit. So we want to be very similar to uh, a a farmer's market where you have these vendors to talk to, but also almost a kind of walkthrough gallery where every few tables or so there's an actual piece of furniture to look at. Yeah. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, Jason Thigpen's going to be there with uh, no. Texas Heritage Woodworks. He so. will be. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, yeah. I've been eyeing some of his hand plane hangers that we may have <laughs> to pick up from school. Yeah, those are fascinating. Fascinating. I want him to. I think he makes some um, uh, leather guards for Travishers, and uh, at least he's made some for himself. So I got to see how much it would cost for him to make some for me. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to always good things coming from Jason. Sure. Always, always. Well, great. Well, so who else um besides the the folks that are going to be their exhibitor? So who are your the the sponsors that that are actually uh uh providing you with uh, uh sponsorship in terms of, you know, money, volunteer or um gifts or whatnot? Yeah, yeah. They're they're definitely a major part of the event, and mm-hmm. they may not realize how important they are, but they definitely help the the event run, especially kind of in this early age of the event, only being a couple years old. Uh, Panor Outer is definitely helping out with the event uh, in terms of sponsorship. Uh, we have some in kind services with Industry Print Shop, so they're actually going to be doing a live screen printing of some woodworking t-shirts at the event. So they, they'll actually screen print and then bake the t-shirts. You can have a shirt made for you and to take home uh, right there at the actual event. Oh, cool. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then School Mechanics Brewing is, is working with us to help supply the beer. Rubio Monocode is one of our sponsors as well. Uh, and mm. of course, you guys are helping out with the event, which we're very excited about. And we have some food sponsors. We have the Redfin Seafood Kitchen that's going to be coming with their food truck to supply some food. Uh, And then Southside Flying Pizza. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's a really cool um, maker space in Austin that's called Secret Base that is a really kind of cool spot uh, that's almost like a – the idea would be a secret fort or something for adults uh, that you get to go in there and make all kinds of really cool stuff. And, of course, they have – uh, classes and things and, and teach some people some really cool stuff for kids but the idea is kind of like this adult fort where you can go into making all this cool stuff with laser cutters and, and 3d printers and lots of cncs and fun stuff like that oh cool wow that's yeah. really cool yeah and then of course our, our title sponsor that's really helping out with the event is fine lumber which is a, a really really amazing lumber yard that's in northeast austin yeah, yeah, I'm interested. I've I've heard about fine lumber um, from a number of folks, but uh, um, yeah, I'm real interested to uh, visit with them during the show. Yeah, yeah, I love their particular setup. There's a number of good lumber yards here in here in Austin, kind of the surrounding areas, to all have uh, really really good wood. So we definitely shop around. But mm-hmm. fine lumber has a really interesting setup that a lot you'll see some other lumber yards do this, but it's almost like a a Home Depot version of a, of a lumber yard where they do have open stacks that you can walk up to and pick through boards. So it's, it's less about having to just go to a sales counter and know exactly what you want. You can actually pull the wood and pick the wood yourself uh, and then actually go to the, the sales associates. Oh yeah, that's cool. We, we have uh, a similar place like that in um, here in Houston. In fact, somebody, 
uh, one of our um, uh, one of my Instagram followers and probably a listener uh, uh, DM me this week and said, "Hey, where are you getting your uh, wood from in the Houston area, Clark's?" And I went, "Yep, that's where I'm getting it from. I'm going. If you want any place else, there's another place I know of, but I hadn't been there in years." And I go, "Besides that, you're moving towards the Austin area to uh, to find some good hardwood." dealers but um yeah it's really great we got one place here in houston that you can uh, go and pick through the stack so uh that's and, and they don't mind at all in fact they'll come and help mm -hmm. you so that's that's really great that y'all have a similar place there yeah yeah it's a great place to start i think especially for uh beginners it's it's uh, a little bit easier to kind of get into the, the actual purchasing of, of lumber uh, mm -hmm. once you kind of move past the the home store type purchasing yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, our problem is um, with Clark's, uh, Clark's uh, Hardwoods here in Houston, is um, they have various Kwanzaa huts that they have all the lumber stored in. And you can actually pull your truck into the into the Kwanzaa hut and load it up in there and then, you know, pull it around and they're happy to help you load it up. But, boy, can it get hot in the summer in these things. <laughs> oh, I yeah. bet. So, only buy lumber during the fall, winter, and spring. Okay. <laughs> and, if I, and, I have to, and if I have to go there for during the summer, it's right when they open them, in and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do do they supply um, locally? Are they cutting up things that are cut down around here, or are they are they getting exotics from overseas and uh, as well? Is this you know? a reference to Clark's or to, to yeah, fine, fine, fine. I, I guess either of them. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 trying to compare mentally, like what do we have around here? Yeah. Um, I know, I know Clark's here in Houston. I think they're just a dealer, so I think they okay. they buy from like uh, Shannon Rogers Company. I know they mm -hmm. buy from him and some others. Um, whatever McIlvain, whatever mm -hmm. that is that right? McIlvain and something. I don't. McIlvain and something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I don't I'm sure fine lumber is similar. Yeah, yeah and I, I believe they're a dealer as well. We have I think three or four. Lumber yards here in Austin that do focus exclusively on on local local wood. Uh, so I think Fine is is uh, with Dakota is a, an actual dealer. Oh, they may get dealer. some local stuff, but uh, I believe they're a dealer. Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody's got to have you know some some local thing. There's there's a place here in town. Actually, I've I got a whole load of maple. Um, the this guy has a has a passive kiln drying, so it's just basically a hot box that's that's solarly heated. Mm -hmm. um, but he will, for for cheap, he'll you can take a felled tree to him and he'll slice it up and dry it for you, for about a buck of buck a board foot. For hmm. that was that was for walnut, hmm. and uh, it was like yeah that's pretty cool. But I mean, and he runs that's it's his only business is what people bring him. So he, and, he he's got the saw and and can dry it and that's about that's it. great. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that is that is yeah. I know. I know one local guy around here that that uh, does some of that, but um, you know I think he has one of those chainsaw mills. But usually he he's in good with these people that are bringing down uh, trees uh, in neighborhoods or whatnot, and uh, they'll give him a call and say, "Hey, I got you know this kind of tree coming down. Are you interested?" And he'll run out there and and saw it up. But it's kind of you kind of just got to call him. So what do you got on hand? Yeah, yeah. But um, there's not a lot of that. I think there's a little bit more of that happening in Austin. But I think you also have a lot more hardwoods around your area than we do in the Houston area. It's pretty much uh, high, high yeah. around here. 
We're mm-hmm. there's a lot of old growth around here. We're you know big big oaks, big big cherries. Mm-hmm. Fair amount of pine too, but yeah, we're known for it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely pays to live in some areas of the country. <laughs> yes, when it comes to wood. When it comes to wood, well, so with the with the woodworking festival, what what else do um, anyone that's thinking about coming or is coming? What else do they need to know? Well, uh, you know, we we hope that people tell their family and friends and, and bring some folks with them because, as we mentioned before, the idea is to actually help raise a little money for the school. So we always appreciate when people let let everybody else know that they're coming and spread the word. Uh, but you can check us out for kind of updated lists of the vendors on TexasWoodworkingFestival.com. Uh, check out Instagram. Uh, make sure you're you know hanging out and being social and meeting lots of folks because the you know, real idea of, of how this thing was started was kind of getting all the meetup groups together. So we want people to actually be social, make friends, meet mm-hmm. some other woodworkers from all over the place, from Texas to other states, and uh, and have a great time while they're there. Right. Yeah, and this is really an evolution of what y'all started last year. So the spring woodworker social get together <laughs> meetup, right? Something something like that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and that was a really great time uh, there at Mechanics, and uh, they do have great beer, and I'm glad you got them to uh, to uh, be the sponsor slash provider of libations at uh, at this year's event. Yeah, yeah, we're excited about it. Uh, we have, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about the, the beer that we're getting, and uh, we found that ordering ice for, for this particular event is, is interesting, and, and most of these delivery companies that, do the commercial ice have minimums of ice so the minimum amount of ice we could get was actually 600 pounds so we'll we'll definitely be uh, making sure the beer is cold <laughs> well great great and if anyone needs ice uh, feel free to bring a cooler there you the go <laughs> <laughs> no charge but um so um one of the things you know since since we have you on we also want to ask so what's happening at the uh, austin school of furniture and design yeah, a little bit about Matt, Matt Kenny coming in. Um, I heard his last podcast, and he seemed to think he was the only outside instructor that's ever been invited. <laughs> I don't know if I would say I, he's I, would, the I would say only he one invited. Pat, yeah, or or that that has taught a class there, and I was like, uh, Patrick doesn't exactly live there in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he will be the first that is uh, out of state that is not an actual employee of the of the school because uh, technically we actually have an employee in Connecticut that teaches SketchUp. Ah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of guest teachers, he is uh-huh. going to be the first one. Yes, I think that's is probably what he was meaning, and and that is a correct statement. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, so how are things going with the school? Any, any, uh, I know last time you talked about the new facilities that y'all were moving into. How's that working out for you? And yeah, yeah. There? It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you have your own house, there's never any projects. It's, it's a similar thing with a woodworking school that there's never ending projects of needing storage and more drawers and organi- organization for those drawers. And then you get more tools and you need places to put those. Uh, so we're just kind of getting things organized and moving things around as we figure out what works really well. Mm-hmm. Well, great, great. So um, any uh, any uh, classes that uh, y'all have upcoming on that you'd like to tease? Yeah, we have uh, obviously the ones that we have posted right now, but new mm-hmm. ones that we're working on 
we have kind of a curriculum that we're working on with Mark Maycheck, who's a, a really good furniture maker and design professor at UT. And so he's helping us kind of work through uh, setting up a design curriculum. So that will include everything from design history to actual ergonomics of design, specifically mm -hmm. the, the furniture, uh, understanding um, how to balance kind of ratios and ergonomics and negative and positive space within furniture and things like that uh, and the actual kind of drawing of different furniture so technical drawing to 2d and 3d modeling wow that sounds really interesting so this is like a a, a many weeks many months type course i think this would be several courses i think okay. we could put them in some sort of linear fashion that okay. you could through a a comprehensive design portion but the idea right now is to kind of have these individual chunks of of skills and classes that we work work on and develop and get them to be a really good high level um, version of themselves and then we'll put them all together in some sort of comprehensive uh, apprenticeship type program wow that sounds really interesting yeah 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 because yeah. i mean you know uh, a, a lot of people places teach the classes and you learn the skills and that is fantastic but sometimes the design element um to really find your own unique voice like a like leslie has in, in her designs or or philip has in his designs and and it's kind of uh, kind of interesting of how do they come up with that uh how do they transition that same style from one piece of furniture to another so having you know like you said, you're the Austin School of Furniture and Design, and you're really emphasizing the and design part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. want to be, you know, become part of that beginner's toolbox of, you know, you shouldn't learn how to make furniture before you learn how to design furniture. It should kind of go hand in hand so that when you do actually know how to make furniture, you're already at a point where you're able to come up with your own artistic uh, license type changes within your pieces that you're making. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's cool. I'm really uh, really stoked to see y'all doing that, and uh, hopefully, I can partake in some of those uh, courses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, sure. Yeah, and we're working on our CNC program as well that we should be hopefully posting very soon. Well, great. Well, great. That's awesome. Well, anything else we should know before we uh, move on? Well, we. I think they covered pretty much everything. We're excited that everybody's going to be coming down to Austin and uh, taking part in the Texas Woodworking Festival. Well, great. We're, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you. So uh, anyone that comes down uh, that would like to participate in the five questions, Diami and myself will be there. Just find us. I think you said we may be up on a mezzanine level or something. So uh, uh, just, uh, just uh, come and find us, and we'll be happy to ask you the five questions. And if you don't volunteer, we'll probably uh, hoodwink you anyway. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So, um, with that said, uh, let's move on to our fortnightly beer choices. So, Sounds good. So, um, I guess I'll go first. Um, I'm drinking kind of the Barton Household Standard Beer, which is the <laughs> Carbach Hoppadillo IPA. It's a nice IPA. I like hoppy beers, and this one's definitely hoppy, but it uh, doesn't have a lot of uh, alcohol content. I think it's like 6%. So one, it's not like uh, who is it? Is it uh, Dogfish Head that has the all day all day IPA? No, that's Lagunitas. Oh, I, okay. Well, this isn't all day, but it's probably mm -hmm. all afternoon. There you go. 
There you go. It's a good after work until nighttime. Exactly. There exactly. So, Love Sean, it. what are you drinking? So, I, I've got a twofer, um, both from the same brewery, Platform Brewing. In, uh, they're out of Cleveland, Ohio, but right down the road from me here. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is a, a kettle sour. Uh, I think it's technically a Goza style. It's a sour? Really? It's a sour. Yeah, for me, for right? Me? No, no, better yet, this is a sour that my wife likes, and oh. she's not a fan. But this is called Death by Disco, uh, and it's blackberry and lemon mm-hmm. uh, and sea salt, because Gozas are made with salt. Um, very good. Incredibly fruity. You can smell it right away. It's, it's very, very good. Um, and then another platform, uh, another one called Me Oh My, which is a milkshake IPA, mm-hmm. and I I don't think I've ever had a milkshake IPA or something a milk IPA. Um, I don't think so it, I have either. Yeah, it's not cloudy or anything. Um, although that that being said, I don't think I've poured it out, but it didn't seem cloudy. But mm-hmm. um, they use two different hops and then lactose, and so mm-hmm. it literally it really does have like the milk sweetness before the hop bitterness. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting uh, uh, flavor, but very good. So it, I don't know where Platform gets to, but if you can find these, I encourage you to try them. Hmm. I'll I'll have to look for it. Mm-hmm. So Austin, do you have anything to recommend? Yeah, we. Uh, I ended up picking up some beer on Sunday, and being St. Patrick's Day, I was trying to stick with that theme, mm-hmm. but not necessarily finding Irish beer. I picked out anything with a green can. So I, picked <laughs> up, I also picked up uh, two beers from Carbach, the the Hopadillo mm-hmm. and the Weekend's Warrior, which are go-tos. And yep. right now I'm drinking the Easy Peasy IPA that's from uh, Deep Ellum. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I love I love Deep Ellum's IPAs. So uh, they're they're a big fan of mine. I spent too much of my college uh, youth in Deep Ellum in Dallas. So. <laughs> Uh, um but uh oh that reminds me saint patrick's day so we went out and celebrated with some friends actually on saturday and we walked into this uh place and they had a six point on draft they had their high res really ipa so i had that so i've never seen that yeah (laughs) he's he's by the tap house i've never seen that on tap anywhere yeah i've seen the cans plenty but yeah this is a uh, place that that Pretty has cool. all kinds of taps, you know, 40, 40, 40 or 50 taps. So um, hmm. they had that. And I went, hmm, interesting. So <laughs> it wow. wasn't bad. Does a place like that have a kitchen as well? Can you get yeah. actually prepared food? Yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah. They What what we have there? We had, uh, we had some pretzels, you know, soft pretzels. I think that's all we had was some soft pretzels. Oh, okay. There. Yeah. But yeah, they had food and everything. So yeah, I've just seen it. A couple places, and I don't know if it's coming or going as far as a fad goes, but the, these places that have a zillion taps, mm-hmm. but but they do minimal minimal food, if any. And there's a couple couple tap rooms in the area that they just don't serve food at all. They don't have a kitchen to speak of. They got food trucks sometimes, but not always. But you, you're free to bring in whatever you want. Hmm. So you could go get a pizza, you know, and bring it in. But yeah. all they, they, they just like, nope, we've got taps and taps only. And there was a yeah. place in Cleveland that did that, and it was called the World of Beer. And they had an enormous collection of yeah. taps and bottles and everything and no food. 
they didn't serve at all. Hmm. Yeah. But you saw people with like white carryout bags and like Uber Eats was delivering to the the the, the bar basically. Uh yeah. but it's just a I I think it's a liability thing too. Like if you don't have if you don't serve food, you don't have to worry about all the things that are you know needed for food prep and mm-hmm. all yeah. that jazz. Yeah, there's completely different licenses for those, which is Oh yeah. Why in Austin you'll very often see a brewery that has a food truck in it. So they're technically separate businesses and they have their own separate, you know, alcohol permits and their catering permits, uh, but it works well to have food without having to deal with all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I know. Yeah, I know a couple of what you would call tap rooms here, but yeah, like like Austin was referring to, all the ones I know like have a food truck permanently stationed there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like... too funny. Yeah, yeah. It'd be cool if it was like a a group and they could like exchange every once in a while and, you know, like whoever's street tacos and whoever's pizzas would like flip flop and, you know, move around. So it wasn't always the same thing there. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the places I know are, yeah, they they serve food. Uh, So anyway, but yeah, I don't know what the, what the, the laws are up there in Ohio, maybe a little different, but probably not that different. Yeah. Probably not that different. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Well, with that said, um, so uh, where can folks find us? So, Austin, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Yeah, they can find me at Austin School of Furniture on Instagram, as well as Texas Woodworking Festival on Instagram. And both of those the same on the internet with a www dot in front and a dot com mm-hmm. at the end. <laughs> awesome. All right. And, and I like the way you're doing the uh, countdown on Instagram. Oh, yeah. That's where I've seen it. (laughs) Getting closer and closer. And uh, there's one on the website as well, which is kind of nerve wracking. I was going to say, is is that a stress reliever or a stress creator for you? Uh, Well, I just made it through South by last week. So I think this will be uh, all right. (laughs) So, yeah, you, you do a lot of stuff for South by, don't you? Yes, for my yeah. for my day job, day job. In, in tech, it's uh, we're pretty heavily involved with the interactive portion of South by Southwest. Oh my gosh, as I've only heard I won't say horror stories, but uh, <laughs> long tales of of the happenings during South by. So I've heard it's ballooning out of proportion at this point. Like, yeah. has it got enormously Whoa. big? Yeah, yeah, and it's more... it's gigantic at this point. Uh, yeah, from what I've heard, you know, thirty years ago it started as a small little music festival. Now it's Wait, we got music here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, that, it's not that bad, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's everybody. I mean, I think what what like uh, you had like a bunch of presidential candidates come through oh, and just yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, what that's uh, that's come into. So anyway, mm-hmm. Austin Austin's always fun. And then uh, the uh, is the Formula One coming up? I believe so. Yeah, it's coming yeah. up soon. Yeah, that's always an interesting time there too. Yeah. So, so Sean, where can folks find you? Well, you can find me uh, on most of the social medias as uh, Sean W seventy eight or at Sean W seventy eight, and just my natural name on Facebook. That's that's about it. How about you, Kyle? Well, you can always find me at BartonDonkCall on Instagram. And with that, that just about wraps it up for the show. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play Music or wherever you get your podcasts. 
or just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. Then you'll never miss any of our exciting episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a review. So thank you for listening to the Modern Woodworkers Association. If you like the show, be sure to visit modernwoodworkersassociation.com. You can follow MWA on Twitter at MWA underscore national or on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. Or you can like the MWA on Facebook. The best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.